You're listening to the Extra Point Podcast. During this podcast, we will dive deeper into our Sunday teaching and share practical next steps for your faith journey. Now, let's kick off the Extra Point. Well, good morning and thank you once again for joining us for another episode of the Extra Point here on the Southridge Church Podcast. My name is Jared Bodker. I'm the worship pastor here filling in for Pastor Cheryl, our Next Steps and Discipleship Pastor here at Southridge Church. And uh, Pastor Scott, we were continuing our san- our sermon series um, titled Sandcastles. And um, right off the bat, you talked about what the difference is between religious people and resurrected people. Give us an overview or kind of like a refresher on what you meant by these by these two statements there. Yeah, so I really was trying to drive home that point between religious people who mainly are focused on making sure that on the outside everything looks good. They they would be like the modern-day Pharisees, um, which is the class of people that Jesus just clashed with so much during his um, earthly ministry because they were so much about the outward focus of how everything looked and following rules and having ritual purity and all of this sort of stuff. But like they in other ways, evidence that their heart was so far from God. And so um, that, that we see a modern version of that where there's people that have these like resumes of like, uh, oh, I go to church, I give, I serve and all this. And um, they do a lot of stuff that looks like they're hitting all the outward things, but like inwardly something might not be as it should be. I'll, I'll, I'll never forget the, when this became really evident to me um, it would have been about eight years ago. I went to a church conference over in Kentucky. And the place to win the conference was allowing people to share personal testimonies um, from their church. Um, this was a church that had just had tons of success and things. And this lady was sharing her salvation story. And she stood up and she said, I taught Sunday school for four decades. And then I got saved. Mm. And I thought... Holy cow, I wonder how many people fill up churches every single weekend that are checking all the right boxes, doing all the right stuff, and yet their hearts are so far from God that their heart never really got captured, almost like the guy in the story last week. So that's that's the, the spirit of that religious person that I had in mind versus the resurrected person. The resurrected person is someone that was dead spiritually, but is now alive in Christ. Um, and that's someone whose heart has been captured by Christ. They may not have it all together. And, and in fact, they're, they're way less concerned with what people have to think about them and say about them. And they're really more concerned with what God has to say to them and about them. And they really rest on his grace, but use, use you know the power of the gospel for grace for their mistakes, but also power to overcome the things in their life that are just aren't um, what they should be or what they want them to be. Yeah. And so there's just a difference where one group is so like, hey, look at me, look at me, look at me, and they only do stuff so the way they'll get praise. The other person is like quietly um, struggling with their faith and trying to live obedient to Jesus and it's not all about them. And it's not about, hey, look how good I am. Look how awesome I am. Like, it's it, it's people that take that posture that realize, like, no, I'm 
I don't have it all together. Yeah. I'm okay. Like I admitted Sunday, like I had a lot of mess ups yesterday. I did, you know, just over and over and over. And people that are religious are afraid to admit that they ever sin or that they ever do things wrong because that would affect that outward image. Resurrected people have no issue admitting their faults whatsoever because they know that there is grace for their mistakes and power to overcome. Yeah. Um, and we're not trying to put on some false facade of who I'm not. I'm not perfect. Resurrected people are not perfect. One day they will be, but that day has not yet come. And so, so Jesus is working with us. Um, and so that, that, that's the big difference between those two people. And I think that I come back to this topic quite often in my teaching because honestly, because of that story, that Sunday school teacher, um, just cause I think, I think religious people sleep really good at night, um, because they're, they're basing their life. The foundation of their life is on what they do. Yeah. And that helps them sleep really good at night. And it also almost lulls them into a false sense of security that some way, somehow, they have to be shaken alive with the power of the gospel to hear it and receive it to escape that workspace, that righteous, you know, that outward righteousness um, focus that they have. Mm-hmm. Um, because without that, they, they might give their whole life in um, doing the right things, but never for the right reasons, and end up missing out on life in the age to come. Yeah, it's one of the things that you kind of mentioned a little bit as well. Um, is that religious people have this tendency to say, like, I'm doing all these things and it's like, look at what I'm doing for God. Yeah. And then the resurrected person says, I'm doing this because of what God has done in me. Yeah. Yeah. Well, well, religious people have a spirit of entitlement. And so they don't think that their lives should ever have anything bad happen to them because of what they're doing. Yeah. So they don't receive suffering and hardship very, very well. Or people that are relating to God in a religious manner, they will think that when things go bad, that there's something that they can do to make it turn in their favor. Yeah. So like I've been in hospital rooms of people that's like, man, what do I've got to do to get God to, to, to work this miracle for my kid or whatever? And it's like, you know, or what did I do to make God do this to me? It's like, no, you don't, you're not understanding the gospel at all. Yeah. Um, bad things just happen in life. That, that's neither here nor there when it comes to the gospel. And and no, there's nothing that you can do to say, all right, God, well, I'm, I'll do this, this, and this if you'll work this miracle for me. That's just not the way that it works. Yeah. Um, so I, I've heard that from them, and it's just like, oh, man, we just can't relate to God in that way, like thinking that, oh, well, when everything's going good, then, you know, then I'll be fine. But if everything's not going good, then I walk away and I get mad and frustrated and all this um, such it's like we just got to take whatever it is that life throws at us and realize that the gospel um, is true whether or not um, life is going good or, or not um, and, and so we just have to rest in that truth and no you can't do something to get God to to earn favor with God that's just not the way it works he operates off of grace which is completely unmerited favor he may show you favor in that moment but it will have nothing to do with saying the right prayer yeah. or doing the right thing in that moment. Like you can't like, Oh, you know, some sort of ritual. Like, Oh, I'll go out and say this prayer. Um, hold my head a certain way, hold my hands a certain way, whatever it is. Like, yeah. no, that just won't work. 
Yeah. Um, you can't put a hook in God's mouth and force him to respond in the way that you want him to respond. That's the essence of religion. Like yeah. religion throughout all time is when I do something that's been prescribed to me by my God, then my God has to respond in this manner. That is not the way that God relates to humankind. That is, that is the essence of religion. What I do determines what I get. That's religion. Christianity and, and, and life with Jesus is what he has done determines what I get. Yeah. And so there's just two drastically different foundations for life um, that one of them leads to a more abundant life. One of them leads to sort of a miserable life. Mm-hmm. Ever meet people that are re- really religious? Um, and this, this is why you'll run into like really angry, cantankerous, like grumpy people at church um, because they're out there trying to be righteous in their own power and it's hard and they see all these other people just like living life and they're mad at them because their life's miserable because they're trying to follow all the rules and on and on and on like that and like because they just get so tired and frustrated um trying to do it all in their own power and that's how you end up with all these like grouchy people yeah in churches you're like why are y'all so mad it's like it's because they never just rested in the gospel and allowed god to do for them what he's done for so many other people. Um, they keep trying to do it themselves. Yeah. It's one of the worst foundations that people can base their life on. Um, and the reason that I say that is because it, there's a scripture that comes to mind whenever, (laughs) whenever we're all standing before God and we're giving an account for our life. Um, there's going to be so many people that say, well, Lord, Lord, I did these things in your name. Look yeah. at what I did. Look at look at what I've look at what I've done because I said Jesus at the end of every sentence and you know, I did these things because of because of I want you know, because I'm I was told I needed to. And this and it's the it's the scariest verse in the Bible and it just says, Depart from me, I never even knew you. Like it's such a, a mm-hmm. shaky, shaky foundation to 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 base your life on. Yeah, I mean that passage reminds you of people that that know about God but don't actually know Him. Yeah, and He doesn't know them either. Like in that relational sense, like that that passage doesn't mean oh God forgot who you are after He made you. He's like no, He means like in a relational sense, like we didn't have one. Yeah, you were out there awfully awfully busy doing a lot of stuff in my name. But you were never like, it was never enough for you to just know me. And that's what like in the passage we looked at Sunday, that Paul, like, you can just tell his number one desire. I just want to know Jesus. Yeah. Like, like he's my best friend. I want to know him. Mm -hmm. And for a lot of people, it's like, no, I just want to go out and do stuff. And like sitting down to get to know him should be one of the most important things in our life. Yeah. Like sitting down to read his word and to pray and just sit in his presence and worship. Um, that, that should be, that should be the focus of life. So good. So good. Um, I've, I've enjoyed this past Sunday's message just because, um, it, I'm, I'm, you know, me, I'm always a person or an individual that wants to do self-reflection and just kind of look inward and just make sure and continually check that my heart is right. And I hope that through the message that people do have this understanding that we can't go through this life without Jesus. And we sure as heck can't go through eternity without Jesus as well. Yeah. Um, 
I appreciate I appreciated the sermon tremendously. Thank you so much for listening to God in that aspect and, and following what he put on your heart to to preach and to to dissect for us a little bit on today's episode as well. Um really looking forward to the rest of this series as well. But um Pastor Scott, I hope thank you so much for your time and I hope that you have a wonderful day. Thank you to all of you that have listened. Um, make sure that you stay up to date with everything going on at Southridge by going to src.life. You can also subscribe to our podcast as well. And you have a wonderful day. God bless. Thanks for tuning in to The Extra Point. Be sure to subscribe to the Southridge Church Podcast and tune in every Wednesday for another episode of The Extra Point.